Hello, I'm Anna Elliott and this is Blendle Handpicked. If you give me five minutes of your time, I'll give you three stories that stood out above all the rest this week. First up today is a story from Amy Doxa Marcus in the Wall Street Journal on what happens when your DNA kit reveals secrets that could upend someone else's life. Genetic testing kits are getting less expensive and more and more people are trying them out, but they can have huge consequences for you, your family, and even complete strangers. They can uncover infertility, infidelity, adoption, and other secrets that families may have kept hidden for decades. Secrets that before this boom of consumer genetics would have remained hidden. There's no official ethical framework for this. Dr. Marcus picks apart this strange new dynamic to get to the question at its heart. Does one person's right to know their family override someone else's right to privacy? And is it a good enough reason to disrupt someone else's life narrative? These are thorny questions made more pertinent by advances in genetic research. And Dr. Marcus speaks to real people who have tackled them to see how they played out. What's really interesting here is that while her examples do grapple with difficulties of your responsibility to newfound family members, of the pain new information can bring to ones you already knew you had, they tend to consolidate into one answer. While it's never explicitly said in the piece, the answer seems to be that trying to find lost family is justified, no matter what difficulties that choice may bring. For more on this fascinating topic and to read the stories of the people Dr. Marcus interviewed, check out the full eight-minute piece in Saturday's Wall Street Journal. The link is in the show notes. My next pick comes from Julia Ebner in FT Weekend, and it's about how extremist groups, from ISIS to the far right, use gamification techniques to attract and control new audiences. Now, you may be familiar with gamification, but if you're not, it's the concept of adding game-like elements to situations in order to make them more addictive. Facebook likes are an example of this. You post a picture and you come back repeatedly to check how many people have clicked that thumbs up button. But as Ebner's research has shown, those same techniques are also being used for more nefarious purposes. She spent two years undercover in 12 extremist groups and saw their methods firsthand. For them, the internet is a goldmine for reaching potential recruits, and it won't come as a surprise to anyone that certain forums and websites can become hotspots for people who harbour extreme views. But Ebner explains that there's something specific at play here. The content and language fed into these forums often has an intentional video game-like quality which aims to desensitise viewers to violence. She uses a telling example to illustrate her point. When a far-right shooter entered a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, and began shooting the Muslims he found there, the first online comment read, Get the high score. The attack was filmed from a first-person-style shooter perspective, blurring the visual boundary between a real-life horrific massacre and a game where the aim is to shoot up the character's enemies. Extreme groups have used these techniques to target their recruitment efforts to young people, even hijacking video game platforms like Discord in the process. Ebner's piece comes as a warning, and it sheds some much-needed light on the dark areas of the internet where these groups thrive. For more information, you can find the full seven-minute piece in Friday's FT Weekend. My final pick today is a science-y read from The Economist, and it's about how the chemicals you leave behind in your everyday life can reveal your secrets. 
You probably know that DNA found in saliva or hair follicles can indicate your likely level of intelligence, who your ancestors are, and your likelihood of developing certain diseases. But there's a lot that DNA can't tell about you, and just as well, you might think. But when you move around in the world, you leave more than traces of DNA in your wake. You also leave a collection of molecules in your blood, your sweat, even your breath, and they all carry information of one sort or another. Until recently, that wasn't such a big deal, but developments in science and tech now mean that information from these molecules can be decoded, and a wider variety of sample types are available to researchers. Even tears, a dried up drop of sweat, or dental plaque will do the job. And they can reveal a lot of incredibly private details. Your religion, your eating habits, drug use, exercise, and even what your neighborhood is like. All this information can be pieced together, and there are few legal restrictions on what can be done with the data. An obvious application for this is law enforcement. It might help cops catch criminals. But what if your boss, for example, wanted to check your alcohol intake? What if your insurance company wanted to check your adhering to a prescribed healthy lifestyle? There's also a worrying discussion in this piece about how you could end up carrying traces of cocaine around with you, even if you've never touched the stuff. It's a new frontier of science, and it could have strong implications on how private your private life really is in the future. To learn more, read the five-minute story in this week's Economist. Thanks for joining me for this week's top stories. Check out the show notes for the links to the articles. And if you want to read more, you can go to blendle.com and subscribe to the Daily Digest newsletter, which we send out at 8 a.m. Eastern. If you want to get in touch with your thoughts on the show, you can email me at editorial at blendle.com and you can follow us on Twitter at Blendle. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.